Good morning, and welcome to our daily scripture podcast. I'm Lisa Whitaker, and today we're reading Acts chapter 26. Paul has been under house arrest in Caesarea for two years under Roman Governor Felix and now Governor Festus. Paul, as a Roman citizen, has appealed to Caesar to hear his case. Festus isn't sure what to write to the emperor as to the charges brought against Paul, so he brings him before King Agrippa II, the great-grandson of Herod the Great. Agrippa, who happened to be visiting Festus, was educated in Rome and traveled with his sister, Bernice. It's important to note that there were other prominent men of the city, as well as military officers in attendance, to hear Paul's defense. Now, of his three defense speeches in the book of Acts, this one gives the most detailed explanation of the gospel, but we'll only look at a few of the verses. Let's start at verse 12. This begins his conversion on the road to Damascus. He says, In this connection I journeyed to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. At midday, O king, I saw on the way a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, that shone around me and those who journeyed with me. And when we had all fallen to the ground, I heard a voice saying to me in the Hebrew language, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. The word of the Lord. That phrase always puzzles me every time, and I have to read the study notes. Goads were long, sharpened sticks used to prod oxen when they were hitched to yokes. Not wanting to be jabbed again with the stick, the ox would kick against it and experience more pain. It would eventually learn that it was better to accept the direction of the farmer than to kick against the goad. The expression used here means that it's foolish and futile to resist God's will. Do you ever feel like you're kicking against the goads? You keep trying to do your own thing and things aren't working out. Then you finally realize you haven't stopped to seek the Lord's will and direction through scripture, prayer, or godly advice before moving forward. That can lead to suffering that didn't have to happen, or maybe it did. Sometimes it takes hard situations to wake us up to what God is trying to tell us. Let's pick up at verse 24. And as he was saying these things in his defense, Festus said with a loud voice, Paul, you are out of your mind. Your great learning is driving you out of your mind. But Paul said, I am not out of my mind, most excellent Festus, but I am speaking true and rational words. When Festus shouts, you are out of your mind, I hear the screechy voice of Bobcat Goldthwaite. Don't ask me why. It seems Festus just blurts this out of the blue. But one commentary says he sees an opportunity to acquit Paul by reason of insanity. Only a crazy person would risk his life and face such opposition for the sake of a strange hallucination. Paul had surely suffered greatly for the gospel, but so much fruit came from it. John Stott summarized the impact of his imprisonment this way. Paul's perspective was adjusted. His horizon extended. His vision clarified and his witness enriched. At the end of Paul's defense, Agrippa says in verse 28, In a short time, would you persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul said, Whether short or long, 
I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me this day might become such as I am, except for these chains. His sufferings caused Paul to be deeply dependent on God. Alistair Begg comments, quote, He was able to stand before a Roman governor, a king, and queen and say, What you have, you cannot keep. What I have, I cannot lose. I wish you could become like me, a sinner saved by grace, an heir to eternal life. I would not like for you to share my chains, but I would love for you to share my faith. End quote. If you are suffering right now, dear friend, take courage. In your king you have all you need. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Let us all be inspired and ignited by the Holy Spirit to do as Paul did. Share our testimonies of the Lord's goodness working in our lives and his ultimate gift of grace in Jesus' death and resurrection for all who would believe and come to a trusting faith in him. And it's in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus that we pray. Amen.